I spent eighth grade watching a bunch of fucking pieces of shit projects that were clearly thrown to fucking gather the night before get like A's. Man, I didn't even know. I was such a bad student, such a bad fucking student, but I didn't even know like how to coolly fucking fake my way to an A. I, I, I was so uncreative with cheating and being a bad student and trying to trying to get get by uh, that, that I didn't I, I didn't even had to know I didn't even know how to fucking fake it. What I meant by that was uh, I, I remember a specific project uh, that a friend of mine whose name is Al, is also Michael. Um, he, he like herbs of the earth or some shit. And then he taped a bunch of weeds from his fucking front lawn, made a bunch of bullshit up about it and got an A. Ooh. Man, I don't know what I did for mine, but I was working on that for like a fucking week. And I got like a C. Oh. Now it's true, man. I don't, I, you know, the directions. I, I was like, I didn't follow them. Um, that still pisses me off to this day. I won't let it go, and I still I have that memory with me. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us. Uh, you are listening to 1990. What? I am your host, Michael Joseph. Across from me, pouring a cool, crisp, satisfying, refreshing glass of. Water brought to you by Soda Stream is Adam Michael. Adam? Hey, Mike. How are we doing tonight? Tell me about that water. Is it delightful? It is sparkly. You know what happens yeah. when somebody in the Sahara Desert sees an oasis? Do you know what's in that oasis? Sand. Soda Stream. No, it's probably sand. It's Mirage. Soda Stream. Okay. Well, if it is a uh, an oasis... Filled with soda stream, they would do well to go over there and slurp it all up. Yes, they would. Folks, if you're in the middle of the Sahara, keep fucking going. It's very likely that what you are seeing is waves brought on by the heat, and that ain't water in front of you. It ain't. So, uh, you know, maybe suck the blood out of a sidewinder that's likely chasing you. Uh, that you doesn't know, seem like it would quench your thirst. Eh, it'd kill you. Hey, Mike. Yes. I have something I want to show you. I want to see it. I found this tonight when I was uh, looking for for some old CDs. Oh, my God. Um, this is a, uh, a drawing. Yeah. Uh, it's actually kind of a, a mini comic by our, our friend Andrew Savage. From Parky Courts? The author of the Dude comic. No way. And, uh, <laughs> and you're featured in this. Oh, my gosh. So it's a, uh, it's like a. He sent me this when I was when I was on my mission. Um, it says, "I wonder what it will be like when I'm old." I thought to myself. And then there's a thought bubble with you and he sitting at a table. So what do you think? I don't know, man. I don't know. And, see, and then you've got like your long hair and your flannel. Yeah. Plaid, and uh, looks like you might have some facial hair. 
Yeah, I've got like a, uh, I've got like a mustache. But you're kind of seen from the back, so you can't fully see what's going on up there. Yeah, and then and then it's Andrew sitting, looking like he's never looked. He's never ever looked no, like no, this. He didn't, no, no. Uh, and he's saying, "Whoa, cool!" And then he and then it says, "I then realized that my head would change shapes." <laughs> now here's the thing about Andrew. Um, first of all, he's a brilliant artist, and if any buddy out there gets gets a hold of these dude comics that he did when he was in high school you're in for one hell of a fucking treat i've got a couple of those you got a couple yeah yeah he would hand dude the fucking jocks at school were into this because it was funny yeah 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 he drew like pictures of teachers and their faces were like asses yeah 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 yeah. that was a that was my economics teacher um Mr. Kemper, I think. Mr. Kemper, ass face. Yeah. yeah. His face was an ass. That was a, that's an easy yeah. one. People love that. Uh, Andrew, <laughs> um, you know what, man? This is going to be you and I. You're going to be like, so what, do you, so what do you think? And I'm going to respond. I don't know, man. Uh, first of all, I won't have long hair. I won't be you, wearing You flannel. can grow it out again. No, I'm never going to do that stupid ass <laughs> shit again. You will likely look better than what you have portrayed, and so will I. Um, but we will be sitting together and we will be talking and we'll be talking with such an ease and relaxation because of the fact that we will be seeing each other often. That's, uh, it's going to happen. Uh, it's going to be great, man. Our fucking lives are going to be cool. Adam's going to be there too. We're still going to be doing this show. Soda Stream's going to be paying us probably a fuck ton more, um, because we'll have other sponsors too. Uh, yeah, that's amazing, dude. Yeah, that's really so cool. I was up in my attic. Uh, I've got like we'll put that up on the internet too. We'll, folks, yeah, we're gonna yeah. show you. We're, you're gonna get to see it. I uh, I was up in my attic because um, I had you know so many of these uh, w- the the prominent music format of the 1990s and the early mm-hmm. 2000s yeah. was compact discs. Yep, CDs. And I have really useful, very easy to use hundreds of uh cd cases in an old uh tupperware with a bunch of my other old belongings including like all these letters i got and uh andrew's letters were always like really awesome they were full of drawings and like uh fun stuff and uh it was like entertainment to get a letter from andrew anyway cool uh, man why don't you tell me about the fucking letters i sent you though uh, I had some of those too. I, I didn't look. I'm I wasn't a little up bit jealous right through my, now. Through my mail tonight, but I do remember one time you wrote me a letter and uh, you got you got a cut on your hand somehow during the process of writing it, and you included a couple drops of your blood on the letter. Wow. And you circled them, and uh, then you talked about you were trying to get more on there, but but you were upset that it clotted and you couldn't. Yeah. Well, I'm a vampire. Oh. So. Well. That that's not what you told me in the letter. So that's true, though. That was the that was the night. You were lying. At the yeah. Time. No, I know. Well, I'm the you know I got really good at it because now I'm a dark creature of evil. But anyway, I was up there. I was specifically looking to see if I could find the uh, the CD or the case for short music for short people. I have that album. It's in my car right now. You have it in your car right now? Actually, no, it's in my car. It's in my. It's at my house in Fort Worth, Texas. I don't know what happened to mine. I I had. Uh, I found like most of my. So I most of what's up there is just cases. Yeah. Because uh, I had all my CDs in a book that was uh, one day stolen out of my car at work. 
Oh. When I worked in a Grand Prairie Shit. A sign company there. But um Nice. Anyway, I didn't find either for short music, unfortunately. But I remember it having a really good booklet that had like a picture of every single band that yeah. was on that. Yeah. That's stuff. a really good compilation. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're tuning in now, you need to go to the previous episode because this is going to be part two of a celebration of fat records fat records a record label started by fat mike from no fx and it was very prominent in the 1990s probably its most prominent and influential time was in the 1990s and we 90s, are celebrating early 2000s it. and uh then, absolutely you know as most of the recording industry experienced a dip so did fat records and uh but they're still doing it today they still are yeah no they're they ex- it exists yeah. mostly because the most the biggest band that they have is no fx and uh yeah that's why they because they're owned by no effects they yeah put they're out owned by, by no effects mike burkett of the band no effects and uh he uh you know i i was uh it's we we missed a week we uh, do. Oh yeah, we took partially due to weather. Mm-hmm. In Texas, we have some pretty crazy, crazy storms, and we experienced yeah. that last week. Yeah, we didn't want to uh, risk going out late at night in a uh, flash flood conditions. So, um, but you know, I also had some visitors in town uh, for Easter and my my son's sixth birthday, my second born. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's six now, and we had some family in town. So, you know, it didn't really work out to get together. And then, last night, we tried uh, to oh, record. Yeah. <laughs> at my house, where I probably would have gotten drunk. And I uh, I took my uh, my stuff out of my bag and realized I didn't have the adapter for the brains of this operation, my Digitech Jam Man. Yeah, and, pretty cool uh, device. Mike's different version of the Jam Man. Did not power mine. So. Yeah, no, no, not the same source, not the same source. So we didn't do it. We just hung out. We watched. We're gonna start Rick and Morty again. Uh, we did, and we hung out. We, I went and got toilet paper, some wet wipes, cleaned mm-hmm. my ass. I haven't busted into those. How did you like? Toilet. I haven't. Oh, you yeah, haven't we're tried still, it. Yeah, we're he, still he, he the tried a slightly role. different variation mm-hmm. of bit. the brand he normally buys. And, uh, yeah, I little, hope it works out for him. because yeah, he's, well, he's 30, pretty invested. There's 30 fucking rolls in there. It's going to so. be a long, be bad a long. time if yep. you hate that toilet paper. Yeah. Or else we can just go like, let's get some, throw it into Phillip's yard. Yeah, yeah. We, we def- I, I, does he live in a house? I do not know. I think he lives in an apartment. We'll throw Either it away. Yeah, we'll do the front door and he'll, he'll know. He'll know. He'll know who was, who was there. It'll be like a little love note, a little love letter. Absolutely. Folks, I hope you're doing really good out in the ether, wherever you are. See, we have some listeners in Germany. Germany. I've never been to the country of Germany. Uh, if any of the Germans are listening, um, I would very much love to visit your country. I hear it's beautiful, and I hear the food is filling and delicious. We also have listeners from where, Adam? Somewhere in Norway. Norway. Denmark. Norway. Denmark. They like us in Europe. Yeah, yeah. No, all no. the Nordic countries. I want to see all of you. I do. Uh, there are some South American countries, too, and Mexico and Canada. Both awesome. On there. You know what? Every single person from outside the United States, two young men from Texas, we want to meet y'all. We want to see your beautiful countries. Um, I don't know what you hear about anything politically, but Americans love you. 
We love the world. We appreciate everything. We want you to come visit us, and we want to come visit you. I just want to say thank you to everybody. Everybody here in the United States that listens. Thanks, guys. Who the fuck is this? This is strung out. So uh, let's just get right back into the music, man. Okay. Dude, that's fast as fuck. Strung Out was a band that uh, Fat Mike wasn't exactly sure he wanted to put on his label, Fat Records. Yeah. And he uh, he listened to the demo. He didn't really like it. Everybody he showed it to, they, they weren't really into it like the other bands on his label, uh, which at that time was, was pretty much just like a flag wagon, no use for name, and uh, I think Propagandi. And uh, yeah, they, yeah, they were a lot more metal than any of those guys, with uh, like guitar solos that were really metal inspired and really fast playing and complex structures and chords. Like I mean, that. I mean. And uh, he decided to do it, and uh, strung out has been on fat like ever since. This is Rotten Apple from Suburban Teenage Wasteland Blues. I don't, I don't like it, man. I don't like it. I'm not into it. It's definitely got that like kind of fat records feel, though, you know. Which. As much as I love a lot of those bands, and I am a fan of No Effects, it can get repetitive sometimes, and and yeah. that just that kind of that was a bit stagnant for me. Yeah, it was like, and also, man, I got to be on a lot of these bands. Like, I n- I don't really pay attention to lyrics a lot, but I feel like they are really pushing hard to s- try and say something rather than sing a good song. Yeah, that was a. Like the song, and I, I feel like, like that's the, part of the ethos of the whole thing. I think I don't like it. I don't like it because it sacrifices the song. The song could be catchy and good, um, but they're trying to say, like, what are these guys talking about? Living in the sub? Do these fucking spoiled little bitches should be Suburban happy? Teenage wasteland. Really? Blues. Yeah. Fuck yeah. you, dude. You you get to eat a meal every every night, several <laughs> meals. Your mom cares about you, and you resent her for that. Like, fuck off, man. You're not punk. You're just some little spoiled bitch. Well, Go think, back to the football field. I think the faggot. ultimate example of uh, the kind of thing you're talking about right now is the band Propagandi. So let's listen to Less Talk, More Rock off of the album of the same name. I'd like to act oh, coming in hot.
fucking boring. <laughs> to keep spelling out the way that you keep ignoring. Macho shit won't phase me now. It just makes a laugh. That's a cash for just a take off bow. Did you know that when I was nine, I tried to fuck a friend of mine? He was eight, then I turned ten. Fourteen years later, it happened again. With another friend. What? On the receiving end. I don't know. I, what, are they, what is he saying? I don't know, man. See, see, this, this guy's being very literal. But, you know, he's also, like, not sacrificing the rhythm or melodical structure of the vocal melody. Le- well, less. I don't know. I don't know. Still not that into it. This came out in April of 1996. As did the uh, Strung Out album we just listened to. So, yeah. Man, I, I don't know. I didn't like that either. Now, now this is an interesting thing, okay? So, a lot of this stuff is leaning on, you know, a little bit of a heavier pop punk kind of vibe. So, what about... Honestly, I mean, you know, I know, I know, you know, I don't know. I might get flack for this, but fuck it, dude. Okay, so why is like Enema of the State by Blink-182, which is filled with very simple, repetitive songs. Uh-huh. Why is that? Like, to me, that's that album is incredibly satisfying. It's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. It's uh, it's done well. The songs are just well written. It also sounds better. The production is better. But I feel like even with, you know, not as glossy production, the last two tracks that we listened to that had that kind of pop punk formula and structure, um, it's still, I don't know, man, I didn't dig it. I don't know. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's too loose. It's not tight enough. The screws are too loose. I just, it definitely doesn't have the, uh, the high production value and, uh, the, um, I mean, yeah, you're right. There is something more fun and catchy and more more of a hook with any Blink-182 song than what we just heard. There's no hook to that song at all. No, no, that was not good. But, um, I mean, I, I was just always like, I've always liked fat records and like pretty much all the fat bands, you know. I've just... That's awesome, man. I've just uh, always... There's just something about the whole operation that they had going on that made it all seem fun and like a community kind of thing. And I don't know, just like this next song is Stats by Good Riddance. And uh, they were one that I always looked forward to when I um, knew they had a record coming out, which was usually because one of those Fat Records compilations would have them on it. Mm-hmm. This is uh, off their album, A Comprehensive Guide to Modern Rebellion. June of 1996. When I beat my head. 
we hooking you in yet, Mike? No, man. Not really? not really? Yeah, dude. Not really, man. You're just too happy tonight. You know? You're not, you're not in the mood for, like... I, I am a like dirty punk. Dude, th- <laughs> this is... I don't think I'd like this even in a cynical... Even with a cynical attitude. You know, the shitty, jaded attitude. Not, I don't think anything could really put me in... I, yeah, man, I don't like it. I don't like it. Good it's just so, like... Riddance, it's just not... Yeah, man. No. So far, off to a bad start. I, I'm, I'm pissed. I'm I getting, used to think I'm getting were, fucking fucking angry now. I used to think you were punk, Mike. I'm punk as fuck, dude. I guess you're I, I not like, dude, punk. Dude, I like, I like Black Flag. I legitimately enjoy the music. The disgusting, shitty, atonal music of Black Fucking Flag. I hate the song. Oh, what's this? What song do you hate? Uh, TV Party. Fucking hate that song. You know, sometimes I, I, I like, I think I can start a song while you're talking and just keep talking, but you never do. You just always like. Well, I want. I mean, I do want to interrupt it. Well, I, I want to hear what's playing. This is Uber Patrol. What's <laughs> the biggest joke? Okay, so here's the thing. Let's hear. So I, I I don't like it, but I think that there is a little there's something here that's giving this a little bit more weight. This is the least favorite song that I I think we played so far tonight for me. I don't like the vocals. I kind of like it because it's. I don't know. I like the solo. It's not good. So, uh. That's July 1996, their album Vacation. Dude, okay, so here's the thing. This is why, for me, I think I liked, I did, I didn't, I wasn't, I'm not really crazy about that at all. But the reason why I think I liked that one more than the others, uh, the vo- now it wasn't necessarily the vocalist, but the vocal structure, like the rhythm of it was really in the pocket. That dude was really he, all of his syncopations lyrically. And uh, vocally, were right in the pocket. They were right on beat, and it was also a repetitive formula. It didn't just go wherever it wanted. Like I, I don't like that kind of shit where it's, uh, um, it just, it just had like a, a very strict melody and strict rhythmic uh, vocalizations. Um, and and to me, that kind of gave it way more glue, and it just pulled everything together tightly. So to me, that was a little bit more pleasing, even though I still yeah, didn't really like it because the others were way too loose. The vocalists were like, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's like they just started reading, uh, you know, very advanced novels and they just want to say something so bad, but they can't because they're spoiled little bitches from the suburbs that need to 
you know, finish their fucking vegetables and shut the fuck up. Well, let's hear what Diesel Boy has to say about all of that. This is Titty Twister from Cock Rock. Poetry, dude. Poetry. Diesel Boy. How do you like that one? Uh, we, we get, we're getting closer, but... Okay, now we're there. Yeah, man. I'm, I'm, dude, I'm into it. <laughs> what the fuck? There's a... Uh, it's like a vintage-looking picture of a rooster as the album art for Cock Rock. Nice. It's about... I, I enjoy the attitude. I like the fucking attitude. My pants are falling down. I'm into it. It reminds me of the song Bullshit by the band Dune Rats. Oh, yeah? Yeah, it's an extremely immature song. Huh. Yeah. Or like anything the band Fiddler writes. No. Which they have nothing to say. They have one thing to say. They drink cheap beer. What? And they're not really worried about what we think about that. No, they're not. They 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 don't care. No, they don't. They don't care. Um. And that's all they fucking have to say. Now, uh, there's a there's quite a few things I couldn't find to stream off of Apple Music, but um, No Effects is our next band. They released a seven inch. With this song that came off of one of their many epitaph albums. This is Murder the Government. I wanna see the Constitution burn. I wanna watch the White House overturn. I wanna witness some blue blood bleed fucking red. One time at least the KKK. Wanna pull into the NRA. All right. Now that was almost short enough to be on short music for short people. Yeah. Um, How do you feel about murdering the government? Um. Well, I I don't I I don't have an idea of what to replace it with. I'm fine. I'm just kind of pissed that I had to pay a bunch of money for not having health care the past two to mm. three years. Um, that was kind of bullshit. Well, we've got the Affordable Care Act. It's 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 affordable now. No, it isn't. Then why is it called that? Um, I don't know. That's a stupid Checkmate. fucking. That's a stupid fucking name. <laughs> it's not. 
And I now I can't I really fucking can't afford it because I had to pay all those fucking fees. I don't think that's a thing anymore, though. I think they, they got rid of that. Donnie T. Uh, got rid of that. Thanks, Donnie. Appreciate that. Here from Texas, hmm. uh, which you might imagine someone from Texas would thank you. Uh, that's the only thing I'm going to thank you for. I don't really know anything else. Do you have one of those red hats? Um, No, I don't. No. I I'll I'll I did mean somebody did somebody like take it off your head and throw no it in that would be some bullshit though because I I would probably turn and just be like hey man why'd you do that I didn't have any other hat to wear today and I don't like my hair so this is the hat that I have I don't have another hat so this is the hat I have to wear you know and, and you didn't even ask me hey what's up with that hat you just assumed and you knocked it off my fucking head. Now everybody here is laughing at my hair and looking at my stupid head because you've knocked my fucking hat off just because it's got a couple words written in white in a certain font in small Times New Roman. What does it even say? Make America great. I didn't even fucking know what it said. I just saw (laughs) a red hat with white letters. I thought it was a Fred Durst hat. I thought it was a plain ass red hat. I was going to turn it backwards. Like that fucking asshole. I think if you had no idea, and you came up to me and you knocked it off, and now everyone here is laughing at me. What the hell, man? I would just do that for for like twenty minutes to to some dude, some dude who wants to knock it off my head. I think nothing would make that dude happier because they assume that that I'm trying to walk around with a statement when all I'm trying to do is wear a hat for the day. I don't know what hat it is, and you know what. If it says make America great again, who the fuck cares? I'm going to wear this hat. Mike, I thought you were a punk. Man, I'm punk as fuck, dude. I do what I want. I wear whatever hat I want. I'll wear a Reagan Bush hat if I fucking want to. I'll be like, yeah, man, Reaganomics was great. Got a, got a bunch of lazy motherfuckers to work. Hmm? Yeah. So fuck you. Hmm. Punk as hell, dude. I, I skateboard listening to... George Bush Sr.'s inauguration speech. Shit, man. I'll, I'll piss in a public fountain listening to uh, W talk about the 2008 crisis. Okay. Listen, I, I, I will shit in, in a fucking public library in the middle of the philosophy section where no one ever fucking goes. While, dude, I'm fucking reading about Mitt Romney. I'll do it. All right. I don't well, give a shit. I mean, and who's punk now? Huh? I am. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of at a loss for words here. I don't even. What are we talking about? <laughs> what are we talking about? What was what was the first thing that we talked uh, about that we that even brought us here? Hard to say. Uh, y- you uh, you didn't like. This. I don't know. Here's the swing. Oh, murdering others. the government. Murdering oh, the government. Murdering yeah, the yeah, government. yeah. That's I don't. Right. I right. don't know. I'm. I'm not gonna do it. Fat Mike. If Fat Mike wants to do it, fine. This is swinging udders with the next in line.
Nutters joined the Fat Family, and I believe next in line. In 1996, this is a juvenile product of the working class. Is the album title? Um, yeah, I didn't really care too much for that i didn't like that i, I like the bass tones sometimes but uh spike from me first in the gimme gimme's the vocalist is in that band swinging nutters so. oh wow that's cool here's screeching weasel with bark like a dog oh. i need to get my volume situation sorted out over here Screeching Weasel had been around since like the early to mid '80s, I think. Oh yeah, they're they are an old band, much older than all these other bands, including No Effects. Yeah. Uh, that was actually the song I liked the most so far. Oh yeah. Yeah, man. All right, we got um, one. I'll t- I think I tell you why uh, the production is a classic, man. It's just dirty guitars. I don't know where it came from. That shit could have been from the 70s, could have been from the 80s. Um, I don't know. And 
it was simple, man. And there there was like it was really punk. Yeah, well, that's because like way I'm, more I, punk than what, you. What did I what did I say? All that all that shit about pooping in public places. Uh-huh. I'm fucking punk rock, man. I don't know. I do, dude. I do. I do what the dude. I do whatever the fuck I want to do. Just talk, dude. You know what? Someone like the the other day, someone said, "Hey, could you do this?" (laughs) When I was when I was at work, one more, Mike, could you do this? You know what I said? I said, "Shut the fuck up and suck my dick." And then you did it. All the you you said that, but then (laughs) you did it. Then went over and cleaned their table. (laughs) And I said, "Do you need anything else?" You fucking punk motherfucker. You need anything? This is Screw 32. My Crazy Life from their album Under the Influence of Bad People. that one mate uh, that was okay I don't like that one that was okay I didn't really listen to that one yet but it was alright yeah it was, it was good it wasn't great but uh no it wasn't great I'd listen no, to it again no. it okay great. so after uh putting out a bunch of seven inches me first and the gimme gimme's decided to make it official make a full-length album and here is the first track Danny's song people smile and tell me I'm a lucky one and we've just begun think I'm gonna have a son he will be like she and me as free as a dove come and see me love Sun is gonna shine above Even though we ain't got money I'm so in love with your honey Everything will bring a chain of love In the morning when I arrive Bring it to your door to my eyes And tell me everything is gonna be alright Pisces for a go Little boy is mine 
How about that? Yeah, they didn't write that song. But you know what? That's a great fucking cover. And I like that song. Kenny Loggins. Did the original on that one. Kenny Loggins. The dude that did the Tom... Uh, Top Gun? Top Gun song? Danger, Danger Zone? Yeah. I, I, I love Danger Zone. It's a fucking awesome song. Um, yeah, Me First and the Gimme Gimmies do fantastic covers. One of my favorite covers is O Sole Mio, oh, which yes. is an Italian classic. It's an Italian traditional uh, song. That's I on think. the uh, the live album, the yeah. Me First and the Gimme Gimmies Ruin Johnny's Bar Mitzvah album. Yeah, Johnny's. Um, I still have that disc. That's not one of the ones that got stolen, fortunately. You can watch a video, uh, YouTube videos of that, um, and there's like old people covering their ears. You know, it's about, it's about misfo, so you got a yeah, lot. Yeah, they're of, loud. I mean, yeah, no, they're a loud band, but then you got a bunch of kids that are really into it. Some little, I think Johnny. Um, there's even Johnny doing his uh, what's it called, where he reads. Torah the, from the Torah? Torah is that what it is? I don't know what it's called. He, d- yeah. he does he does his reading. Um, it's funny being inside, isn't it? Because when you are inside, you're still actually outside, aren't you? And then you can say when you're outside. You're we have no use for a name. With on the outside from making friends. After all that's happened, what is it that we've gained? I made mistakes before and never lived them down. After all you've done for me, I'm bound to say another word. To see you on the outside, but we can't both be sane. Just speaking for yourself. I'm bleeding on the inside, makes you bite and bit. I love that band. They were, uh, Fat Mike says they're the second biggest selling band on Fat Records after NoFX. All right. They always have great guitar work and sick harmonies. Nice. How'd you like that, Mike? I've heard better from No Use. They are a really good band. I like No Use for a Name. I think they're great. And I think you're great. Oh, thank you. My favorite one of their albums we won't be playing anything from because it did not come out in the 90s, and that is Hard Rock Bottom. And that came out in, I think, 2002. 
It was around the time I graduated high school. Oh, Chris Shiflett had, had left by then. Yeah, he was out of the band by then. And joined uh, the Foo Fighters, who have sold more records than. Oh yeah. Than both those bands. Probably all these bands combined. Combined. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> yes. No, they have. Yeah. Yeah. And that's okay. That's okay. Um, but punk isn't about selling fifty million albums. Um. That's not actually true. <laughs> that's that's not true. All of those early bands that would be considered the fathers and godfathers and grandfathers of punk, every single one of those bands and every single person in those bands wanted to sell as many records and make as much money as possible. The Ramones paid very close attention to their local popularity and would raise the price... Uh, of their show, uh, the door price, they would raise it little by little. The more, the more they would go on tour and come back home, it would five dollars turn into seven dollars, turned into ten dollars. Yeah, but were the Ramones punk? Yes, they were a punk <laughs> band. It was a punk rock band, absolutely. One thing that uh, Chris Shiflett said, I was watching the uh, the documentary about Fat Records today. So it's good that we had difficulties last night because I'm a little better prepared. I, I would really like to watch that. It's really good. Um, it's funny and like they uh, they don't shy away from like things they did wrong and like uh, beef actually with like some of the bands versus Fat Mike and uh, the other people at the label. But um, one of the things Chris Shiflett said in his interview was that. Um, People would like accuse him of being a sellout, and I'm talking way before Foo Fighters when he really? was he was in No Use for a Name. He'd be like at a show, and somebody would come up to him and and call him a sellout for being on Fat Records, call him like a corporate shill, and <laughs> dude, fuck that man, that's so fucking stupid. Yeah, they were on this label that was purely for the artist and didn't Absolutely. Like no, Fat Records is a, is a completely independent label. It's more independent than fucking Epitaph. Yeah. Epitaph has connections now to they're, they're like a subsidiary to some other they they subsidiarized themselves, I think. I don't know. I I'm probably I, I might be completely no, fucking wrong. Did you know that for a short time before starting Fat, Mike worked at uh at Epitaph? Uh, I, I didn't know that, no. And uh, he said that while he was there, he, he saw some of the things not to do. And, uh, you know, learned a lot of things to do also. You know, he was, he obviously has a really good relationship with Epitaph. They put out NoFX albums, like, all throughout the 90s. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, he worked there. And uh, then he wanted to, to start his own label where he could have... Uh, have a platform for artists to put out their music without getting screwed over by record labels and always pays all his artists on the label on time and everything they're owed and you know just really runs it to be the best label possible for the artists so that's great that's really good yeah so if you're on fat rack you're not a sellout you've made a probably made a great choice all right, Mike. Acoustic or electric? Well, since we're, you know, in the midst of punk rock, I, I got to keep going with electric. That's what, right. what I'm used to. 
Well, this is Lagwagon from Double Platinum, not Platinum, Platinum, and there's Plat Album Art. This is Making Friends. As you're in this search for something today, I can feel you rally around someone with your peers. But can you stand alone? Can you take the long way home? Something in the circle hundred times before, and I feel safer in the eye of the storm. So Mike really liked Lagwagon, but they weren't called Lagwagon. They were called Section A. And uh, he told them he would sign them if they would just change their name. And they they didn't want to change their name. They wanted to keep Section A. But they kept running into other bands called Section A, including this. Um, what really pushed them over the edge was there was this hardcore rap group in their like exact area called Section 8 and they don't want to like talk to them about like who should keep the name and who shouldn't so they just decided to change it went with Lagwagon and uh, signed with Fat Records made an album did well kept making albums cool man that that had its moments yeah I like that song yeah, I highly recommend Lagwagon. They've got some awesome stuff. And uh, it's very varied, you know, a lot of variety. We're back to Screeching Weasel. This is off their album Weasel Mania. And this is Cool Kids. There's a real cool club on the other side of town Where the real cool kids go to sit around and talk bad About the other kids Yeah, it's a real cool club and you're not part of it There's Bailey Pickles and Petty Pigs too And Cubby's making me jokes about you uh-huh. You little twin Yeah, it's a real cool club and you're not part of it <laughs> It's, it's great. I want to be one of these cool kids. Everybody does. I'm not there with them. They're probably making fun of me. Man, they are. Fuck them, dude. Man, fuck that guy. Funny pictures of you and all that about all the kids. Cause it's a real 
Screeching Weasel. Dude, that was one of the catchier songs on the list. That was great, man. That was really catchy. That was a lot of fun. I mean, it was also kind of stupid, but... Yeah, yeah, definitely. But, I mean, like, you know... But it was just simple and... Yeah, I I mean... uh, I think the other bands should maybe take some notes, though, from Screeching Weasel. How to, how to kind of catchy up their vibe. Maybe they do. Maybe we're going to run into some catchy stuff before the I'm waiting, man. I'm waiting, Adam. We're back to good riddance now, though. This is State Control from Ballads from the Revolution. basically just hardcore um i thought it was pretty cool it was pretty hardcore pretty cool um yeah man i I, I don't uh, know dude i don't know reminded me of anti-flag a lot oh man i don't anti-flag yeah dude anti-flag i saw them uh with less than jake um did they like never shut up about what they think? Yeah. I mean, that's kind of their thing though. Like, I mean, that's, that's basically just how they perform. Right. Uh, that's so fucking annoying. So fucking annoying. That dude, Justin Sane, the lead singer says that he feels Uh, that he was, he saw like the poverty because he grew up in a household of like a bunch of kids. And it was like, uh-huh. well, why did your parents have a bunch of kids? They couldn't afford you fucking idiot. It was their fault. You're po- <laughs> you want to, you want to blame somebody? Don't blame America. You stupid fucking ignorant asshole. Blame your fucking dumbass parents. Mm-hmm. And now you're an idiot because your their idiot genes passed on to you. And now you play in some stupid shitty fucking band. You're a crybaby. I mean, like, serious, ugh, anti-flag. God, the most annoying, pathetic fucking losers. Man, I hope somebody throws batteries at them at their next show and they, Do they, they still, fucking... Are they still together? Maybe. Just spouting no the same old stupid bullshit. They, have, they don't know anything. They are so fucking mm. dumb and unappreciative of, of, of their, you know, like, dude, appreciate the fact that you're in a band now, you make money playing music, you stupid fuck. How many other countries could you be born in i mean it's just it's stupid man there's like limitless things to be happy about and then they try and find the a few things to be upset about like fuck you man 
you know what? Take your perfect world and shove it up your fucking ass. Nature is violent. It isn't fair. And if you want to bitch and complain about it, I would rather see you shot in the back of the head than try and make sense of your stupid idiocracy. Fuck anti-flag. Wow, I didn't know you were so anti-anti-flag. <laughs> Strung out with Barfly from Crossroads and Illusions. Came out in April of The uh, the tempo changes in this song. Disorienting. That was just all right, dude. I didn't like that at all. The, the, these these drum tempos are getting incredibly repetitive. The yeah, there's the a whole, lot the of whole, there's, there's a lot the, of that kind of stereotypical <laughs> punk drumming it's just but it's also just the 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 vibe of, of the way the the chord progressions are it's a lot of those i mean i wish we were listening to mariah carey well i mean you can't always listen to mariah carey i can i we- want to you want to know why? No. Because I'm a fucking punk rocker. <laughs> Listen to as much Mariah Carey as I want while I go to work and people say, hey, Mike, could you go give this? And I'm like, hey, why don't you shove it up your fucking ass? I'm sorry. <laughs> could you repeat it again? I didn't hear what you said. What do you need? Sure, I'll get on it. I guess that's punk. You say it's punk. Yeah, I am punk, dude. Everything about me is punk. What I say is, is. If I say it's lame, fuck it. It's lame. Uh, dude, I don't know what I'm talking about. Uh, I am not enjoying the songs. This is strung out it's, as it's well. It's too fat, dude. It's too...
Yeah, dude, it, it, nah. I fucking hate it, dude. Oh, man. I don't fucking like it at all. I really like this one. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad. That makes me happy. Your, your happiness makes me happy. This is the Exhumation of Virginia Madison off of Twisted by Design by Strung Out. This was also on the uh, Life in the Fat Lane Fat Music Volume 4 which we're about to get into in a pretty great and heavy way. But yeah, you, you hate that. I didn't, man. It's Dude, just, everything everything has felt just the same. I mean, it really is starting to blur into this one cavalcade of like fast drum beats, really major scale vocal uh, vocal melodies that that aren't that aren't they're not like they're just very loose. They're, there's they're just everywhere. They're not repetitive enough to really kind of make the song. I mean, it's the same thing. The songs are not catchy. There is no hook. There's no hook to be found. So nothing is grasping me and giving me joy. This is like being inside of a volcano that's Ooh. constantly teasing you with eruption, but then it never does, but the, you end up uh, the, boiling to death anyway. The, the Van Halen song? I wish I could listen to that right now. Will you play that, please? No, that's not punk, Mike. Uh, I think it's... Uh, hey, hey, check this out. Van Halen eruption is punk. Therefore, it is. That was perfect timing, Adam. When you... It sounds like I'm doing this to torture you. <laughs> swing and utters. Five lessons learned. All right, how do you like that one, Mike? Uh, You know what? I hated it less. (laughs) I hated it less. All right. That was uh, the title track from that album. It came out in 1998. And now we have... I can uh, see why No Effects hasn't really changed either. I now understand why they they were shitty at first, and uh then they got good. And But now, I mean, they've just kind of stayed there. There really hasn't been any progression. Every now and then they'll write a good song, but it's but they have a unique fucking, voice and unique style. And uh, I, I mean, I, I definitely think they're the best band on Fat Wreck. Mm-hmm. I, I think so. Yeah. I, honestly, I mean, I think No Use for a Name might, you know, be a close contender because I am a fan uh, of that band, but. Uh, I do, I do like No Effects, but I can, I see now why a record label that is the vision of Fat Mike would be so uh, ty- tiresome and similar, where you know No Effects 
from like 1992 until this very day has kind of had the same style and has not really changed at all from that. Yeah, sticking with what works, right? Are you get am I are you getting upset, Adam? Am I it was what I'm I hope no, I no, not, no, no, okay. no, no, no. Not okay. not in the least. I want you to be happy. I'm very happy. Good. Well then I'm very happy. <laughs> I'm very, very happy. I mean, I can't blame you for uh, you know, any of these opinions you hold. Um it's just kind of funny. It's oh, tough to be like punk. <laughs> what was really, really funny to me was uh when you kind of finished after that strung out song, your your little rant and then <laughs> the onslaught of that the of that swing and utter song right after. That that really entertained me. And now here we have Consumed with Bye Bye Fat Man. Consumed comes to Fat Wreck from across the pond. England. Right, right. right. You can obviously hear his accent there. This is from their album Breakfast at Papa's. And, uh, yeah, I think I've had about enough of that one. How about some more Screeching Weasel? They've, uh, they've only done good things tonight, right? For me, yes. This is from Television City Dream. This is Speed of Mutation from Ben Weasel and the Screechers. Go! Sorry, I cannot get this volume down. Dude, it's okay. live up to the previous screeching weasel entries from uh it's all right man it's okay i didn't really like that one uh i mean i i like screeching i've always liked screeching weasel i think they're a good band um but that one eh, wasn't my favorite it really wasn't my favorite Hmm, maybe maybe just maybe a little bit of ska can help us out i i really don't think it will i think it might uh this is some really 
really horny ska. This is Road Rash from the Mad Caddies. All right. <laughs> I, I know this song. I, I like this song. So, uh, this song might have been, like, my introduction to ska, what really got me into ska, ska bands. I actually like um, this song, yeah. Because Andrew introduced me to the, uh, Fat Records, Life in the Fat Lane, the fourth compilation, and I went out and got it, and this was on there, and I bought it their next several upcoming records and I started buying Less Than Jake albums and uh, I didn't like some like some ska bands I never liked like uh, The Aquabats I couldn't get into um, Five Iron Frenzy not my thing but the, the punkier ska bands like Less Than Jake were my thing so. yeah that I, I've heard that song before I've always liked that song it's very silly I like yeah. it. That was a lot of fun. That was great. Uh, yeah, big, I, re- I remember. Big pickup, big pickup. One time I was listening to uh, that compilation at school in my German class, and the the kid behind me is like, what are you listening to? I had my headphones in. Yeah. And I said, oh, it's it's ska. And he's like, oh, I just heard horns. And I was like, are, are you listening to big band music or what? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, are you listening to fucking jazz? In this next song was my favorite track on that uh, on that whole compilation. This is May 16th by Lagwagon.
can't eat this one, right? It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Yeah, man. Yeah, I like it. All right. This is on a Tony Hawk Pro Skater 2 on the Sony PlayStation. Oh, yeah. This also appeared on Lagwagon's album, Let's Talk About Feelings. I listen to that song every May 16th, and I uh, usually send it to my brother on that day as well. So, uh, yeah. Awesome, man. That's cool. Love that song. All right. Yeah. Uh, we are we are coming toward the end of the 90s pretty quickly here. Damn. We have here from a little band called the Ataris, San Dimas High School Football Rolls. Got a nice hook. Uh, they sound like like maybe they need to cover a couple songs to really get into their own. Like if they just you know started like I don't know they need to pick up like a classic song from like the '80s or something. Uh-huh. Cover it and like maybe I don't know. I just like, feel like maybe something like from a from a former Eagle. Yeah, I feel like what they need to do is embrace like the shittiest member of a great band. Uh-huh. Just the shittiest member. Glenn Fry? Ooh, God, almost. <laughs> Close. That's um, pretty shitty. That stinks. Don Felder? Uh, very far away. He's probably the cleanest and best. You're not talking about Joe Walsh. <laughs> <laughs> Joe Walsh. No, that guy's awesome. Timothy B. Schmidt... Also a very nice guy. Nice guy. Pushover, though. It's pushover. You can tell. It's fucking pushover. Uh, I'll go ahead and end it. Bernie Lennon? That dude was like... He he was like... Uh, that dude... There was a story where... like In the, the story where he just pours a beer over Glenn Fry's head. And, and the reason why he did it... This is pretty badass. Sorry, I just farted. Because um, I'm punk. Uh, 
trying the, to prove uh, his punkness now. The, uh, he did it just because he didn't like the fact that Glenn Fry was in a good mood and it was annoying him. Dude, oh. Bernie Bernie Ledden was a badass, and I think that it intimidated both Glenn Fry and the piece of shit, piece of fuck you ass crust. I want to piss in his eyes no. in front Is of his wife, you're Don about? Henley. Oh. Those two little bitches couldn't handle Bernie Ledden. Bernie, Bernie, Bernie Ledden was too much of a bad motherfucker for them. So you think that the Ataris need to cover Don Henley? Yeah, I'm going to just skip the whole joke and say I would rather listen to their cover of uh, The Boys of Summer oh, than yeah, listen that's to a good cover. that San Dimas High School. No, that was crap. It clearly got a little bit better, but then they started just shit being shit again. They were never really that good. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I, I like them on that... Um, Life in the Fat Lane, and I liked this song too. This one is about the actress Claire Danes, and it's called My So Called Life from their album Look Forward to Failure. Ever since I saw you on my so called life. I've been writing you these letters asking you to be my wife But it's been almost a year and still I've got it, no reply I'm assuming you have met some other guy But I'm not. It's got references to uh, that uh, Romeo and Juliet by Boz Lerman, the Boz Lerman version. What do you think? Is that any better than the uh, No, Sandy in fact, I think it's worse. Oh. That was like the most cliche shit. That, really that was, that was the probably the worst fucking song on this whole list. Was that what that I was, was terrible. It was what I was looking for, after I discovered Blink One Eighty Two. You know, I wanted more pop punk in my life. Dude, Blink One Eighty Two is so much fucking better than, well, yeah, just about but, every band on the on this list. I wish we had just listened to Damn It twenty times. That doesn't make for a very good podcast mike i think it would have been fucking great <laughs> we, we could have we could have tried to be creative 20 different times about the same thing to have a different reaction to the same mm. fucking song 20 times I, I i i love punk rock in the 90s i i like um no effects but man i'm just i don't know man i gotta be honest about this one this this was i don't know I just, it's, man. I, I think it know. just all boils down to you're not punk. You thought you were punk, but you're not. I'm sorry. I don't meet the rules. <laughs> I don't meet the rules. There's no time left to react 
From their 1999 album, More Betterness. This is no use for a name. I, I figured it was because this is, I actually like this. Yeah, that, that was cool. That was a great chorus. Yeah, yeah. That chorus was great. Yeah, I really like that. That was, that was, that was really good. Um, my first memory involving you and no use for a name, I believe um, your mom had picked me and Andrew up at Andrew's house to take us to probably a show at uh, Eisenberg's. At Eisenberg's in Denton. Uh, Plano. Plano. Yeah. And um, while we were still in front of Andrew's house, I asked you if you liked No Use for a Name, and he said that they uh, struck you as just no or as a no effects ripoff. And I was like, oh man, come on, that's that's not true at all. I Just said because that because they both have no in their title. Like, I was, I was like, I was, I was mad. I wasn't mad. I'm kidding. But, I said uh, that. Yeah, yeah, you said that when I asked you about no use for a name. I don't know if you'd really listen to them at that point, but uh, I, uh, I judged you. I judged your musical opinions that night. Man, I'm so sorry <laughs> because I don't. I think I might have been bullshitting. Well, that's all right. I mean, you were like, you were like 15 or 16, probably. Yeah, just just becoming punk. Yes. Getting really into, <laughs> really, really becoming what it is. And now you're so punk. I'm so fucking. You're so punk, punk that you don't like any of this punk Dude, music. Yeah, it's just <laughs> it's not punk enough anymore. This is a frenzel romp with never had. So much fun. There's those punk drums. Right, thank you, Australia. That was a good one. That's a fun one. Uh, yeah, yeah. You hated it. I didn't like it. <laughs> I, I didn't like it. You're hard to please, man. Uh, You're a man of refined taste. I I wasn't into it. And a little bit of crappy '90s punk just isn't gonna cut it for a guy like you. I I mean. Which is strange because in the 1990s, the genre itself was probably at the height of its popularity because of bands 
None, none of the bands that we've listened to. Mm-hmm. Yes, these guys were not at the forefront of popularity. But perhaps at the forefront of punk credibility. This is Avail with Order from the 100 Times EP. Man, I don't know. I've liked some things from Avail, but I didn't really like that. I've heard some stuff from Avail that I liked. I didn't like that, though. Hey, I feel the same way. Hey, all right. Now, hey, we can shit on it together. We found one we agree on. Hey, fuck you, Avail. You didn't please either of the hosts. The main host or the other host? Mm, main host, huh? I know. Whose house are you in, Mike? Well, tonight we are in yours. Yes, we are. It is your house. Soda Stream Studios built. Soda Stream, seriously, this is a beautiful house. Thanks. Um, <clears throat> and because Adam is the one with children, he, he gets the first house. Uh, and I just want to say, Soda Stream. I'd, I'd like one too. Your day will come. Let's watch some soccer. Oh, you know that riff. That's no use for a name. The song is called Not Your Savior. Favorites we've heard tonight. 
not your savior. I remember I saw no use for a name once, and uh, there was a guy in the crowd who the whole night was yelling out, "Not your savior, <laughs> not your savior!" You know, just like between every song, and uh, and I mean they played it. It it's it was the last song they played in their set, and like obviously they were gonna play it, but like I was just like, man, this dumb guy. Even it, I, as little as I knew about set lists yeah. back when I was 16 or whatever. Yeah. I was like, I mean, they're going to play it, guy. Just shut up. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking annoying. Yeah. What, never, an, what an asshole. Never be that guy. If you are a young uh, concert goer. Yeah. Just shut the fuck up. Just let the guys. They've got a set list. They, they've got their show planned out. They know what they're going to do. Yeah, if seriously. they're asking for requests different story yeah totally but if they're just up there doing the show don't don't yell out songs for them to play they they're gonna play the songs yeah you play. are fucking ruining it for everybody including really and also the band big time because if they can hear that shit they're all in their heads thinking like man i hope that guy dies is this song terrible like do they not like the they don't like I'm any playing? of the other they only songs this one song what an asshole fuck yeah. that guy so you know you piece of shit Damn. I hope I hope that uh I don't know. I mean, he was a a concert goer way back in probably two thousand one, two thousand two, yeah. and uh he's probably changed his ways by now, right? Maybe. Maybe he's still fucking yelling not your savior in his fucking sleep. Maybe he is. Oh, he did he went nuts when they played it though. I, I paid attention to that. <laughs> All right, we've got two more songs tonight. This is a Japanese band called High Standard with Dear My Friend. This is from their 1999 album, Making the Road. way they write their lyrics dear my friend I'm calling dear my friend what do you think Mike that was not bad that was pretty fun that huh? was that that was not bad I you know 
I wanted to play <laughs> earlier. Oh, just sneezed. Uh, they did a cover of California Dreamin' that was on one of the compilations, but it is not on Apple Music anywhere, so I couldn't find it. Dang. All right. Oh, cool, man. Um, what's next? So there's only one more. One more? One more 90s release. All right. From Fat Records. And it's a doozy. All right. Let me tell you. It is a one track, 18 minutes and 20 seconds long. Wait, what? Oh, shit. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, may I introduce to you the longest song in punk rock history. By no effects, the decline. song before Mike? Yes. And do you like this one? Yes. can understand my dilemma. I don't know, like, how much of this are we going to play? Like, how, the whole thing. How do we talk about it? The whole thing. This is a great part right here. I know and love this song very well. Um, we've talked here 
about how I, I sometimes have trouble sleeping at night. I have insomnia. Sometimes. Yeah, you, you have you have terrible insomnia. Sometimes I'll, I don't uh, know anybody with insomnia as bad as you. Oh, yeah. I'm just kidding. Not to brag. I, I, I have I have it sometimes, <laughs> like sometimes, but not. No, not not anywhere near. Sometimes to uh, to get my mind to go to sleep, I will uh, I'll lay in bed and try to think of all the lyrics to this song. And uh, I don't usually get too far before I drift safely, peacefully into dreamland. That's awesome, man. Yeah, don't worry, Adam. There's a lot of people with your problem. Uh, I have it a couple times a week. I mean, it, it's it's a weekly thing for me, a couple times. But I'm sure for you, for you I think it's... Last week, a new solo project song from Fat Mike called Koki the Clown. And uh, I forget the name of that song, but they did a, a piano version of that riff from this song, The Decline, at the end of it. It was really a cool callback. Yeah. How did you first come across the Decline Mike? Uh, Andrew showed it to me. Uh, same on, here. On vinyl. 
Oh, he had it on vinyl? Yeah, I had it on vinyl. He let me borrow a CD version that had, it was like a clear disc, except for in the middle where the song was, you know? Yeah. And it had the kid from the, with the holding the plane up. Yeah. I have that. You CD. have that? I actually have that one in my car. Yeah. It is in there. Can you uh, venture a guess? How far are we into this song so far, Mike? Uh, nine minutes? Almost. We're at seven minutes and 55 seconds, so just about eight minutes. We've got 10 minutes and 20 seconds left. Wow. So, Fat Mike says, Recording the decline was a nightmare. A total nightmare. Writing it was a total nightmare. Glad we did it, but I wouldn't do it again. We had to go back to the studio three different times to add stuff and remix and master four different times. Too. 
I thought there was another part. Is there not? I think it just plays this. Fades out. Still two minutes to go. Yeah, um, the longest punk song ever written. 
It's a beast. It's a beast. Um, you've seen... Have you seen them do this live? No. Philip has. Oh, there's the, some sort of change. I heard a um, story. Did Philip tell us that... Like he saw them, and they told him that they only had time for one yeah, more song. Yeah, they, and they, they, they this. said, "They said, hey, you guys, uh, they're telling us we only have time for one more song." Which is funny because uh, our last song is 18 minutes long, and then they went into it, and the crowd went fucking crazy, as they should. Yeah, I I would have been really excited to see that, to see them, to see them tackle this entire song live which i'm i'm sure they can do it i mean they recorded it you know a, a grueling a grueling process you know pretty much stamps whatever you're doing in your memory which would you know mean that because you know i i listened to this song i listened i've listened to the decline so many times but when i was really into it when i was like oh man i love this song listen to it there, there was a time when i, I felt like i'd pretty much knew the whole thing yeah like it was i just knew it i mean it's like it's like when you listen to an album that you love and you know every song mm-hmm. well if you put them all together you know if there were no spaces then it would be the same thing so essentially you just yeah, you're memorizing uh, an 18 minute long record yeah it's it's kind of just uh what's the word it's not really all that complicated you know there are parts in there that are like my favorite parts yeah yeah I usually, I actually like the first half more than the second half. Yeah, I can I can see that. Um, yeah, I've just it's it's kind of a masterpiece. I mean, it is. No, it is. It's uh, it's, it's fat brilliant. Mike's it's masterpiece. it's ambitious. It's incredibly ambitious. Yeah, and oh yes, it's very very ambitious. I don't think a punk band has ever attempted anything like that before. Yeah. You know, man, you know, people talk about you know like Green Day with their concept albums, but too bad most of the songs on American Idiot are absolute bullshit. Uh, no, it's good. And someday we should we should go. No, I'll, we're not going to listen to that record. You no, into a fan of American Idiot. It's a really great album, and you need to see the light. It's going to happen. No, it might not happen. But yeah, that is it for the '90s. For Fat Records. They will uh, go on to yeah. uh, release a series of live albums called Live in a Dive. Oh, and, uh, yeah, those yeah. are pretty fun and popular. And um, but then you know uh, they 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 had a uh, they had some turmoil. Things dried up. You know they they stopped selling as many records. There was a time when every every release they put out sold at least a hundred thousand copies. And uh, those times uh, changed. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm excited to watch this. And though this episode was full of songs that were very lackluster to me and have now left me angry and upset and unsatisfied, I, uh, I'm happy. You're angry and happy. Yes, dissatisfied. I'm ang- dissatisfied. Dissatisfied. Gleeful. Hmm. I am just whinily a whimsical. contradiction. Yes, which is uh, another mediocre Green Day song. <laughs> they were once a fantastic band. 
Well, that was on their second album, or what? I mean, it, was it was Warning. I think it was their fourth major label release. No, no, it was not Warning. It was a uh, Walking Contradiction was on. Uh, oh, it's on Insomniac. Yeah, Insomniac. It's on the second one. Well, the second major label. Second release, major yes. label release. Yeah, which is a great album. Insomniac's great. All right. Um, well, folks, if you stuck it out with us this long, I, I'm looking at the time right now, and this is probably going to be our longest episode today. Because because we played the entire decline. We did. I mean, yeah. That 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 puts a huge tail on a, on a relatively regular donkey. Um, if you stuck it out this far, we'd like to thank you so much, everybody from Germany, uh, Japan, South America, all over Europe. The world, the United States. Uh, appreciate where you are. Appreciate yourself. Uh, love yourself. And love the people around you. But don't forget, you've got to love yourself first. You must correct yourself. You must find the things that are incorrect, that are not as they should be. Push them along. And don't say you're going to try. Say that you will. Say that you're tired of it. You're tired of the mediocrity within yourself and you want to correct it for the better. And you will. Challenge yourself. Push yourself. Push yourself against the wall. Risk embarrassment. Risk people saying, oh, you always say you're going to change. You're never going to. Risk it. And even, you know, go ahead and fail. Feel that failure and turn it into gold around you and become the hero that you are because we need each other and we need each other to be heroes. We need to save each other and we need some saving from time to time. Ladies and gentlemen, from 1990 what? Good night.